Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. And welcome into critical thinking. I am Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Oni. We are with you for the next hour. Or thereabouts. Um, yeah, we're here on uh, on a Monday, the Monday before Christmas. Uh, things are winding down. A lot of radio hosts are not participating in live shows right now, but uh, <clears throat> we're going to be with you all the way up until the uh, Christmas holiday. And then we will be taking a little bit of a break, but providing you some fresh content during that break as well. Uh, so... If you want that content, go to our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or you can check us out on podcast form. Um, That can be done on Anchor, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever. Wherever almost you want to find your podcast, we will be available. And if we aren't already there, let us know. And then we'll we'll attempt to get you, uh, you know, our podcast that direction. And of course, we are always on Mojo Five O Radio at 5 p.m. Eastern Time every single Monday through Friday for you. Again, that's 5 p.m. Eastern on Mojo Five O, where you can listen to iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Mojo Five O. Are you freaking serious? Are you serious? You got me a Darth Vader Star Wars single set. I love you so much. I'm going to build it. That, folks, uh, is my favorite, favorite Pat Oni moment of the year. I, I, I mean, this was a week ago for my birthday, for, for those that may be watching for the first time. Mm-hmm. And for, for those that don't know, I have a very deep love for all things Star Wars. And my wife decided, because she had no idea what else to get me for my birthday, decided, you know what? I'm going to get him this, this Lego set. 
And by the way, in case you guys are wondering, this is this particular set is for 18 years and older. So back off. Okay. Um, supposedly, though, I have uh, two more coming. Because that set, by the way, is part of a helmet collection. And it's like a collector's thing. <clears throat> supposedly. Look, I'm not going to totally make fun of you. I mean, I love doing like 1,500, 3,000-piece uh, puzzles in the wintertime. Yeah, I'm not a big puzzle guy. <clears throat> shocked. Mm-hmm. I am shocked. I also like doing – I have a 3D um, um, three D Celtic um, Park and 3D um, White Hart Lanes that I put together. Oh, yeah. Okay. And those are the uh, – the stadiums of the two teams that I like to support. So I'm really hoping that I get the uh, 3D um, new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to add to my collection. Um, I just don't have the room to display them right now. Eventually in the yeah, new home, uh, th- that that will be a priority. That That's going to be a thing. Like, like where, like, I mean, I've got, you know, some shelf space in here where I could put up some more shelves and put them up, but uh, it's just like, okay, where am I? Where am I ultimately going to put all this stuff at the end of the day? Right, right behind you, Pat. Do, do you realize how close I am to the wall, though? No. It, yeah, I'm actually really like dangerously close to the wall. Like, like I'm almost uh, right up against it. Okay. Yeah. So right behind me would would there used to be things right here behind me before. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I haven't put anything back up here is because of how close I am to the wall. Fair enough. And yeah, but hey, that's my favorite Pat Oni moment of the year. <laughs> Since we're doing the wait, year wait, in wait, review, wait, 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 that was your favorite—not when I got my wisdom teeth out in the beginning Ooh, of the year. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you were uh, you were a loopy, loopy special mess. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I was. Go to Pat Oni's Facebook page, and uh, you will see it. Yeah, it's on there. Just search for it. Just search Wisdom under the Pat Oni Show. Mm. Nothing comes up. That's hurtful. <laughs> that is hurtful. <laughs> you know, if you uh, search National Championship under Andrew Coppins' page, nothing will come up either. Right, because I'm not a national champion. My Wisconsin Badger women's basketball or volleyball team is a national champion. Oh, that I, I was referring for like football or basketball. I wouldn't go down the basketball route, pal. Who who made it to the final four twice in a row last decade? That's true. That's that that I mean that that that's a fair point. Who um if it weren't for Grayson Allen and the officials? Would have been a national champion in basketball in 2015. Would you have been? been? Yeah. We we were playing Duke in the national title game. And then we watched the officials just hand Duke the game in the second half. Mm. Wait, we we, we, made it to the national title game that year? Yeah. We beat Kentucky in the final four. Undefeated Kentucky, by the way. Oh, that's right. Now I remember this. Yeah. Hmm. It turns it's out okay. when you have the national player of the year on your team, it kind of helps. Uh, Ohio State hasn't uh, made the uh, 
Final Four for about 10, 15 years now. Yep. Yeah. But, hey, I'm not bringing that up. You did. <laughs> But let's go ahead and move forward because here we are on our 2021 year in review spectacular and extravaganza, Mister Padoni. What 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 do our fine viewers and listeners have coming their way today? Well, we are first going to start with our worst stories of 2021. We we each chose what we felt was the worst story of 2021. And then we're going to move into what we both felt were the best stories of 2021. We each chose our, our best. Um, then we are going to um, do a little something different in terms of Richard of the year, because, well, there was so many that, that between the two of us, we felt could have fit this mold that we decided to, come up with our own list for Richards of the year um, in terms of our nominees. And we're going to see if we ultimately end up agreeing on the winner at the end. And then we are also going to crown a hero of the year. We also have some nominees for that <clears throat> as well. Um, I do think Andrew, you will find my, my hero list actually to be somewhat uh, interesting. Um. In fact, I, I can almost guarantee you that, that you will find one of them to be very interesting. Mm. So um, just just throwing that out there. But uh, I think I think the plan is, as of right now, to uh, get the worst of the worst out of the way and start with our worst stories of the year. You would be correct, and uh, you get first honors, Pat. I, I, I will gladly take first honors. Um, so I, I put a lot of thought into this. And I, I thought it was easy to go with the COVID route, so I didn't. Okay. I thought that was too easy um, because there, there are tons of stories out there that we could point to that could be the worst story of the year. And so anything for me that was COVID-related was, was a very, very close second. But I think, I think the worst story for me has to be the Afghanistan debacle. Um, and I'll tell you why. And then this isn't just like any one particular story of Afghanistan. This is the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to what, what happened over there back in July and August. Okay. Um, the way I see it, this is the worst story because not only did people die, we left people there. Um, we left billions of dollars in weapons there 87 billion to be exact yeah, yeah uh-huh um so so 87 billion dollars of weapons there we let the taliban get control of those weapons and then we let them basically well not not basically they did retake the entire country in a matter of days and so everything that we fought for in afghanistan was for what yeah and that's that's really what i struggled with when it came to afghanistan too pat is what was it all for exactly what, what was the the blood the sweat the tears the mangled bodies the messed up minds the 
price paid when you got home. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who are dead. For what? What did we well, accomplish? I- At the end of the day, what did we exactly accomplish? Because as far as I'm concerned, right, the the objective wasn't just to root the Taliban out. The objective wasn't just to kill Osama bin Laden. It was to make sure that that country could never become a safe haven for what? Global terrorism. terrorism. Mm. I'm pretty sure we saw a terrorist attack happen as we were leaving. We did. And, and, And here's, I mean, this is probably in my lifetime. At, at, at the very least, my lifetime, and I would even go as far as to say that this is worse than Jimmy Carter and what he did in Iran. Um, but this is the worst failed leadership that I have ever seen from any given president. This was just botched beyond botched. And then then this president had the audacity to go on i I think it was 60 minutes Mm -hmm. and defend what he did instead of owning up to it um he owned nothing zip zilch not this was that is the worst part about this is that there was no remorse there was no accountability what so freaking ever and the 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 worst part of all of this that it will never be yeah you're right because if there were going if there was going to be accountability it was going to happen right away a shoe or two should have been dropped right 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 nobody in military leadership civilian leadership was held accountable in any way shape or form now that doesn't mean that it won't necessarily happen because i bo- i firmly believe and i think i think kevin mccarthy has laid out these seven priorities but should they win in the 2022 election, we might get some accountability a couple of years down the road here. Because they, they, they're going to look into this. They really are going to look into it. And rightfully so, because it is the biggest embarrassment that we have suffered in my lifetime as a country. That was embarrassing right. as all hell. It made us look like a third world, you know, Somali effort. Right? Right. I would argue it's our biggest our biggest foreign policy failure since Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Or or potentially Benghazi. Yeah. Also big failures there. But but I, I guess my thing is this is like I, I just do not trust the GOP to do a damn thing about this at the end of the day. I, yeah, I, I don't disagree simple. with you. I don't disagree with you at all there. Yeah. I just, I just don't think, I just don't think anything. Ultimately, they might have hearings, they might have some sort of investigation of some kind. But will anybody go to prison for this? Will anybody face any kind of consequences for this? Will the will will President Biden even face any kind of consequences from this? Probably not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I don't disagree with you. So I thought of that as my worst story of the week. I really, really did. Um, that I almost went that direction as well because it is such a big fail, and it and like you mentioned, it's not just the failure militarily; it's the failure to protect women, to protect children, to protect mm. democracy. Right? That was, those There's are all so the things that we thought that we were for, right, and that we mm. wanted as a goal here. And now we're seeing 
um, girls being stopped going to school at the age of 12. We're seeing all the things that were told to us that weren't going to happen. The Taliban had turned over a new leaf. Joe Biden and, by the way, Donald Trump believed all of that. What are we doing negotiating with the Taliban? We should be hunting them down and killing them all. That, that That's the simple truth. Now, does that mean that we fight the war forever? No. But it also means that we should have been rooting them out and rebuilding a society if we're going to go that route. I would have argued our job would, would have been to flatten that freaking country back into the 900s like they believe they live in. Oh, uh, yeah. Flatten the whole the country. bleeping thing mm. and say, here you go. Drop the keys off. You're now evicted from your own home. And then, by the way, we can use our strategic military assets, right, to mm -hmm. strike those who fled the country, right? Oh, well, hi, you're back in Kabul. Boom, bomb. See you later. You came out of your rat hole. You're still a rat. And we still kill you. That's what the CIA is for. That's what our SEAL teams are for. That's what all of this was supposed to have been about. But for me, my worst story of the year is January 6th. People forget that happened in 2021. Yeah, and that, I felt that was too obvious as well. I, I think it's the worst story of mm. the year for a multitude of reasons, Pat. Least of which is people are sheeple. And this was a great example of this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'm not saying that um, I, I, I look at it this way. I get that that's your constitutional right to do what you want to do. But there were hundreds of thousands of people there, right? Or about 100,000. Something okay. like that, yeah. They all bought into MAGA Forever, right? They bought everything that Lynn Wood, that, uh, what was that uh, lady's name? Sydney uh, Powell. Sydney Powell. They bought everything that Kelly McEnany, that Donald Trump, Don Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, you, you name the crowd, right? We're selling you. My, uh, Mike Lindell. And by the way, that's why we don't use MyPillow as a sponsor here on the show. I, I just refuse. that this the, He can spend his money going down whatever conspiracy rabbit hole he wants. But that's cult behavior. And that's what that was. Now. I also look at it from this perspective. It's also bad because we have a lot of evidence that the physical rioting, that the the riling up of the crowd was likely done at the behest of people who were informants at, at best and actual FBI agents at worst. This was in some ways a setup. And how do we know it? Because the supposed ringleader of all of this, right, is sitting in solitary confinement, hasn't seen a judge, hasn't known a trial date, hasn't been able to access lawyers, hasn't been able to do any of these things, according to the great reporting of Julie Kelly, by the way. And the more that we uncover about all of this, it's not just that these people have not had their opportunity at justice, right? They're being held indefinitely. 
No trial dates, no nothing. There's like 10 of them right now who have no trial date. But we saw people lose their jobs just simply by being at the protest. Had nothing to do with the rioting. People literally lost their jobs. In fact, a realtor here in Chicago lost her job because her brokerage decided, I don't want anything to do. I want you to think about that. We have employers who are saying, well, guess what? I don't like your politics. Bye-bye. Say what? She didn't do anything illegal. She didn't participate in the physical rallying or rioting of the Capitol. Were those people who followed those agents and those provocateurs into the Capitol wrong? Yes. But heat of the moment, I can understand how that could happen. But we have the media lying about that narrative. We have Adam Shifty Schiff and Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger and a bunch of other people lying their asses off in Congress and getting away with it. We, we have no scope of what the actual truth is. In fact, the only truth that we know is that there was one person who actually died that day, and it was somebody who illegally entered the Capitol and was shot to death through a closed door. And so I don't know if there's anything in this story that makes sense. The media has got the story ass backwards. Congress lies to the American people. We have people involved in trying to use or not use the National Guard. In fact, we talked about this just a few weeks ago here on the show, who they've made up a story to the investigator general of the Department of Defense, right? Literally made up a, an entire narrative, and it has been bought hook, line, and sinker. As if it's the actual truth. And when somebody refutes that truth, right, and says, hang on a second, that's not possible because this individual was with an, another individual who could not have been on this phone call because it would have been illegal for them to have been on the phone call. And we're talking about the Secretary of Defense, by the way. Cannot be on the phone call for a National Guard. Be why? Because the National Guard is not subject to the Secretary of Defense. It's, it's subject to the Secretary of the branch of the armed forces, right? That's where the buck stops with the National Guard. But I want you to think about this. There's nothing about that story that we know to be actually true other than that Ashley Babbitt died other than the supposed police officer who, who was killed by the rioters was not killed by the rioters was killed by uh, a, a very tragic natural cause a few days later that the, the, the Capitol police beat the Holy crap out of a, uh, another woman to the point where she died. So we have two people who actually died that day. Has the, has the media reported on any of that? No. So this is a terrible story all the way around. Whether you think this was an insurrection or you think that they were harmed, none of it's good. All of it's bad. Well, I, and I think the, the really for me, the worst part about all of this is, well, we ever know the truth of what happened on January 6th. Like, like, we have Congress lying to us. We have the media lying to us. 
do we do we even fully understand really what happened on January 6th? Yes, we have some of the facts, but will we ever have the whole story and why? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. You know, I mean <coughs> this is I mean, this is a horrible, horrible story. And and people are laying blame in all the wrong places on this one, too. Yeah. And that, that's that's the worst part about it. But but that comes back to we don't know all of the facts. We don't know the whole story. And we don't know the why behind it. But no one seems to be overly interested in removing their own bias from this story and just telling the damn truth. And I think the only two people that we can point to that are doing that work, by the way, Pat, mm-hmm. or maybe three. But I would say one of them might be a bias, and that's Tucker Carlson. I think there's a little bit of a bias there. Um, oh, potentially. I would say it is John Solomon at Just the Uh News, and Julie Kelly at American Greatness. Those are the only two people interested in actually reporting on the truth, actually digging for the truth. Hell, Julie Kelly is the only way that we know that people are being held without speedy trials, without access to the justice system, as we are allowed under the Constitution of the United States of America right now. That should be something that is universal if even if you think this individual should be tried, you should want him to have his rights. You should want because everything what? be laid bare in that trial. And the trial should be happening now. But here's the thing. He hasn't even gotten formal charges, by the way. They, they don't even know what they're actually going to be charging him with. They just have him in indefinite holding. My thing is, my thing is this. I mean, wouldn't, why wouldn't you want him to come out and speak in a trial because isn't that a great opportunity for some truth to come out they don't want that truth to come out pat if they if they had the truth if they had an ounce of or a shred of evidence of some sort of thing that they could charge him with they Mm. would have done it already and they haven't done it it's an utter disgrace and this whole thing is an utter disgrace from whatever perspective you want to look at it from, whether you want to look at it from the leftist perspective or the MAGA forever perspective or anywhere in between, there's nothing that's good about this story. No, there isn't. All right, so... We just gave you the worst of 2021, and it's time for something positive, Pat. And that positive is going to be our best story of 2021. And just like our previous, you get to go first. But before we do that, Pat, um, I would just say this. Please go support independent businesses, uh, small businesses, and there's no better way to do that than take some time in the new year to do it. Because, yeah, they may have had a great Christmas season or whatever, but people forget that come January, they they really do need your support. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and support a small business. Let's go ahead and um, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. I, I absolutely love what they do. And um, we are working behind the scenes uh, to potentially develop a coffee here in 2022 for critical thinking. But I've been a longtime supporter. In fact, I've got like a backlog of uh, American Pride Roasters to get through here. Um, so we we in the family, we support American Pride Roasters. We, we 
shell out our own money. We don't get that stuff for free. So please go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Again, that's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Check them out. If you want to get anything for the holidays, it's probably a little late for that, but maybe for New Year's, you might be able to still get something in the mail. Uh, or you can just wait till January and really support small businesses in what is mainly their leanest year or leanest month of the year. It really is. Uh, so consider that. Consid- consider spreading out your dollars a little bit and, and saving some. For January, just a little advice, but that notwithstanding, um, there's a, there's another uh, sponsor on the show, Pat, and it's the Steve Jennett group here at Dreamtown Realty. Yes, that is the, uh, the group that I joined, uh, the real estate team that I have joined. Um, so if you are in Chicago and you are looking to get the bleep out of town, Considering American Pride Roasters classic like the Burl Hamilton, like the Washington or the Reagan, or an experimental blend like the uh, Watson's White Chocolate Caramel. Is that, mm-hmm. is that what it is? Uh-huh. And then, uh, uh, or like Doc's Bacon Blast. Oh. I, I, I don't I don't know <clears throat> if I would try Ron's Sexual Chocolate, but, you know, I, I just, I, I have hesitation with that. Um, or is those rage is those rage might be another one like i i just i don't want to be angry all the time so just happy warriors we must be yeah it doesn't doesn't mean you can't get upset it just means you have to find a way to be a warrior and put a happy Mm. face on that upsetness if you want that's that's true that's true and Mm -hmm. Izzo actually has found a great way to do that so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. anyway go to americanprideroasters.com that is americanprideroasters.com this is a national emergency. Fentanyl overdose becomes number one cause of death in U.S. for 18 to 45-year-olds. Fatalities doubled from 2019 to 2021. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This will be not the B.com. <clears throat> Are you sure? Because you missed like two of them last week. I mean, this is all this is like <clears throat> this is like a nice little bump set spike. That's what this is. This is just setting me up. Spike it down. This is not the B. You're you're really all about that volleyball life right now, aren't you? No, I'm just making sure everybody knows about a national championship for my Wisconsin Badgers. That's all. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. This is not the B, though. You are correct. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, data from the CDC shows overdoses were number one cause of death among 18 to 45-year-olds in the past year. Fentanyl deaths in the U.S. doubled in just two years to over 64,000 deaths. But but COVID! Uh, Families Against Fentanyl, I didn't realize this was a thing, FAF, Uh, an, an opioid awareness organization reports 79,000 people in 2020 and 2021 died of fentanyl overdoses. This is a national emergency. America's young adults, thousands of unsuspecting Americans, are being poisoned, said FAF founder James Rao in a statement. It is widely known that the illicit fentanyl is driving the massive spike in drug-related deaths. A new approach to this catastrophe is needed. And what approach would that be? That would be my question. I see that. That's what I don't. I don't know. But um, 
Faf, you're welcome on here to to tell us what that would be. Any point in time. Yeah. 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 I I I don't I don't know, but uh fentanyl has been found in all in in all the drug supply. That's why using drugs, not just opioids, should carry uh I'm going to attempt to say this word. Naloxone said Ronette, Dr. Ronette uh, Lev, emergency physician and former chief medical officer of the White House National Drug Control Policy. The only safe place to obtain drugs is the pharmacy. This is a catastrophe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pat, yep. Um, I, here, here's the thing. This is a this is a a, a, a national uh, epidemic from the, from what they're making this sound like, uh, and and then and then we also have um, COVID on on top of all of this. But uh, this is the first time I have heard any kind of uh, outrage when it comes to uh, fentanyl. Um, shouldn't we just you know ban all drugs and make dr- all drugs illegal and uh, make sure that people can't have access to fentanyl and, you know, just restriction after restriction after restriction. How well is that working out, by the way? Good question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer. I, I, I don't know, but um, I would imagine that, uh, you know, buying drugs illegally, you know, hasn't really worked out so well for, for most other opioid products out there. So, and yes, I agree. Pharmacy is probably the safest place to buy drugs. But even then, if you know how to work the system, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, that's a whole different conversation. A whole me. different topic for another time. But I'm, all I'm saying is, where is the uh, national freak out over this like we've had over COVID? Yeah. And, and you said what? It was over 75,000 deaths, correct? Uh, it is now, I believe, or 62? well, between 2020 and 2021, 79,000 people died. 79,000. Okay. Yeah. You know how many people in that 18 to 49 age range have died from COVID? Uh, roughly 52,000. Yeah. Uh, here's the, so here's the thing that I, the problem that I have with fentanyl, more so than any other drug, if you will, okay, is that it is wholly synthetic. It is wholly made up. It is not even like there's nothing in there that is natural in any way, shape, or form. And it is lethal. It is absolutely lethal in the smallest amounts. Now, that doesn't mean that it will be lethal automatically for everybody right away all the time okay but given its lethality this is something that unfortunately we can't put back in the bottle ironically right we can't put the genie back in the bottle you can't do it and so there's a whole nother episode we could do on all of this if we wanted to in fact maybe we will um at one point in time but I think it's alarming, and I think it tells a story. And what is that story? That story is very clearly a group of desperate individuals, desperate with pain, desperate with whatever, right? 
And it tells a story about what our medical industry has been doing to our society. That's the reality. You hear it all the time. The VA pushing pills upon pills upon pills. And then suddenly you're addicted and um, you're a bad person. Well, hold up. And we, and we could talk about all that another time. Because we've got some topics to discuss today. And um, I want to bring this up um, in a couple of different ways. But a couple of weeks ago, Pat, we had, or not even a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, um, I forget. But here on the show, we, we asked the question about Christmas and the spirit of Christmas and how our society seems to think that it's about um, hanging decorations and um, singing Christmas songs and drinking eggnog by a fire and, um, you know, hanging stockings and buying presents and wrapping gifts and and all of that merriment, right? Uh, I mean, I suppose, yeah. Uh-huh. When in reality, is any of that also in service of the actual reason for the season? You know, um, the birth of Jesus Christ? The, our actual Lord and Savior? Not our pretend Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci? Right? Um, yeah. Okay. So, friend of the show, because we've had his co-host on, Steve Erzin, but uh, Steve Dace. Um, you, you mean Todd Erzin? Yeah, Steve Erzin. Yeah. Todd Erzin. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but speaking of Jesus, he wrote an article in The Blaze just a few days ago about um, something that I think is apropos given what our theme for 2021 was for the show and given what we had talked about what was our theme of the show for 2021 pat if people can remember or you can remember if for, for 2021 it was a righteous resistance mm-hmm. and why did we call it a righteous resistance we called it that because for a resistance to be justified, it must be righteous. And righteousness comes from serving of God. So you can be rebellious, right? And still be in service of God and his will. We've seen it in time immemorial. The righteous cause, the rebellious nature, the martyrdom of all the saints, right? The martyrdom of St. Peter. You know, we look at all of these things. And I think it's important that as we talk about the reason for the season, we also need to realize that the birth of Jesus Christ was a rebellious act. It was. It was a rebellion against Judaism. That's what it was. For at least for if me. You know, it was- well, yeah, if you know what was actually going on at the time, too, um, you had King Herod that ordered the the killing of, of all children that were newborns, although I think up to like two years old. Yeah, so it, co- it comes from Matthew uh, chapter 2, verses 13 through 16, which mm-hmm. Steve uses in this article. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream 
Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. And what we're talking about here is that um, you have to remember that King Herod heard about Jesus Christ and that he was claiming or was to be the Son of God. And only King Herod could be God or a God, right? He believed himself to be such. And we forget about all of that. But we, what we have to understand is that the light, the, the light of Jesus Christ, right, was both a miraculous and and joyful coming, right. But that he was thusly celebrated by some, and feared, loathed, and exiled by others. That's part of why we talk about this righteous resistance, is that you might be righteous in your cause, but you are going to be feared. You're going to be loathed. You might be exiled. You might be ostracized from society. But are you righteous in your cause, in which that means you must endure? In in Steve talks here, you know, what to take from this as we stare 2022 in the face. For we have once again arrived at the place, just as at many other times in human history, where our bodies and our lives are slaves to the state, this time in the form of vaccine and other COVID tyrannies. But my entire generation has other ghastly scars as well. And and we and he you know goes on to talk about uh, Roe versus Wade and and all the other things that we have done in defiance of God, right? And in defiance of Judeo-Christian values, if you will. And we live in a time a time of the spirit of the age, okay. So when we live through that time, Pat, how? And we talk about our righteous resistance, right? I think of the protest in Australia, the protest in Austria. Um, what was going on in Israel this weekend? I don't know if you saw that. Um, protests have gone from just protest to very violent. They're getting violent. To... Germany, where they're literally, the cops have gone to the spirit of the age. We see it in New York City. I don't know if you saw the video that I retweeted out this morning, but um, there's a video from, well, there's a protest that happened in all five boroughs, right, at, at a Panera Bread in all five um, boroughs. But there were 20 cops to deal with one person making a protest, 
about the vaccine cards, that she had to be vaccinated to go into a restaurant, right? What? You're literally going to enforce that? That is the spirit of the age at work, and that's the spirit of the age of Herod, right? In his... You you look at that. You look at the Nazi periods of time. You look at almost all of human history. There are people willing to do evil in resistance to the righteousness of God's cause. To do evil against the freedom of an individual. Not for something that is in defiance of God's will and God's law or the righteous laws of the state, but in defiance of an unrighteous and unjust law, your response is 20 people, kick the kick everybody out of the store and arrest that individual. Really? Common sense waved bye-bye to you a long time ago, apparently. This is where we live. This is where we live right now. We have a people willing to do the evil of the spirit of the age. We have the police state willing to say, you know what, I'll, I'll do that. Instead of saying, hold up, wait a minute, this is all insanity. No, I'm not doing this to my fellow man. I'm not going to put them in chains. I'm not going to arrest them, cause a scene, take 20 people to arrest one individual. I'm not going to do that. Meanwhile, we've got restorative justice, quote unquote. But it's not really restorative. It's just let them out of jail, justice. And oh, by the way, Pat, um, you know, multiple reports of individuals out on bail for multiple things. And oh, by the way, Waukesha, how they memory hold that situation so far, right? We're supposed to not look evil in the eye. But when evil's being done to us, we're, we're just supposed to put our hands up. This is why we talk about the righteous resistance. You have to know. You have to know that your cause is righteous. And if it's not in your heart a righteous cause, you don't do it. You know, it, it, this is this is actually really tragic that we have issues like this going on, especially right around the holiday season in particular around Christmas, because Christmas should be a time of peace, worship, joy, um, comfort. I mean, I mean, na name it. it. It should be all, all these good things. Um, and this is not the first, nor will it be the last, um, it, it, tumultuous Christmas that we, that we've seen or that we've had. And Pat, when I talk about exile, when, when we're talking about this story, why are we talking about the exile of Jesus and Mary and Joseph, right, to Egypt? Most people don't even remember that. It's not something that is widely taught in Christian circles. It's just not. But why we're talking about this? I'm going to bring in a story from today just to show people what we're talking about here. European airline CEO wants to ban unvaccinated people from flying. I know that would be shocking to hear. Not at all. But I want you to hear his actual words to the Telegraph. Quote, 
If you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't be allowed in the hospital. You shouldn't be allowed to fly. You shouldn't be allowed on the London Underground. You shouldn't be allowed in the local supermarket or your pharmacy. You can sit at home and, you know, get your deliveries of medicine and food. But you should not, you know, go to work or uh, go on public transport unless you have a vaccine certificate. With uh, large businesses around the country and doing vaccine mandates. Do we have any of this without Fauci? No, no, we don't. And that's why he's my Richard of the Year as well, because he just continues to promulgate lies, like statistically proven lies, things that you could literally look up and go, uh, no, that's not true. Like, Mm. what the hell, dude? You're supposed to be the nation's leading scientist when it comes to this, just like you were on AIDS. Oh, 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 oh. Lying sack of crap. He is honestly, for me, that if, if you don't believe the spirit of the age is in control right now, I, 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 what, what are we seeing here? He, he's the now, face of it. We, we've got to get moving because we still have our hero of the year to get to, and we've got about five minutes left in the show for our 2021 year in review extravaganza, palooza, whatever you want to call it. Pat, I'm going to go first here. My five nominees for hero of the year, Elon Musk. He walked the walk, talked the talk, all year long. He talked the talk of freedom. He walked the walk. He took Tesla and said, bye-bye, California. Hello, Texas. And then he called out Elizabeth Warren. He's done fantastic, phenomenal stuff talking about freedom. We, the funniest part is we probably don't agree. Over my dead body. So prepare yourself for a righteous resistance to prepare yourself to potentially exile from that part of society as difficult as that is going to be prepare for that to happen why because dr fauci our lord president savior right our lord and savior president dr anthony fauci says face mask requirements on airplanes will never go away to hell they won't During an interview on ABC's This Week, host Jonathan Carl asked Fauci if, quote, we are going to get to the point where we won't have to wear masks on airplanes. In response, Fauci predicted that airline passengers will forever be required to wear face masks. In fact, Fauci made his prediction for any closed space. I think when you're dealing with a closed space, even though the filtration is good, that you want to go that extra step. Yes, Pat. Did he just say the quiet part out loud? No. That's not been the quiet part. That's been his. That's been his contention from the very get go. Oh, no, no, no! It wasn't because he he told us masks didn't work first. Mm. So, so, so basically, masks are never going to go away. Is what is is his contention? Whether it's airline or not, it's never going to go away. Mask requirements will never go away, nor will the uh, supposed booster shot. None of this is ever going to go away, unless well. We, the people, do something about it. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, tomorrow, you, you, you unwashed, exile-worthy individuals, <clears throat> you're going to get a stark warning tomorrow from our president. So Ooh, bend I'm, over and I'm, be ready to, uh, to take the spanking you're going to get from our president tomorrow. I'm shaking in my boots. You're not wearing boots, Pat. How do you know? I'm just guessing. I'm guessing slippers at most. No, not even that. Okay. (laughs) So 
Um, I think what he has done is heroic because what has he faced? He has faced nothing but the biggest backlash because, again, the biggest sector of the media, the most left wing sector of the media is the sports media. So those are my five, your five real quick, Pat. I'm going to just do a quick fire here. I'm going to go with Elon Musk, Rand Paul. Um, we're going to go with, um, gosh, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt Walsh is going to be one. Mm. Um, and then I'm also going to go with Steve Dace. And yeah, because I think uh, he wrote the book. He literally wrote the book, Fauci and Bargain. Yeah. And then I'm going to go with Joe Rogan. Yeah, you know, I thought about Joe Rogan as well um, because mm. nobody faced the backlash that he did when it came to COVID. Right. Uh, and, and he's won. <laughs> he's given you the blueprint for making sure that you stay safe. Yep. Yep, yep. And I, 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 I went with Steve Dace simply for – because who's done more? Who's done more than the, and this is by also by default, you know, Totters and an Aaron McIntyre as well, mm-hmm. because what radio program can you think of that has done more to highlight the lies of Fauci and expose the COVID truths than, than, than them besides, well, okay. Maybe besides us. I was going to say, uh, the, yeah. the two of us have done a lot of work when it comes to that. And I don't know what it's cost us. I really, well, I know that it's cost me um friendships and things like that i know that Mm -hmm. and that's fine i i don't care about that in fact it's it's helped me weed out those that i shouldn't be friends with those that don't care to support people who think differently i've always supported people who think differently go ahead and do that i don't care i'm still not i'm not going to be not your friend right right but i think you're right there my my um hero of the year though has got to be um, Elon Musk. It's got to be. He is flipping birds everywhere. The I don't care attitude and his ability to speak truth to power because he has power. That's the important thing. A lot of people with power, they tend not to want to speak truth to that power because they're afraid of their power going away. And oh, by the way, he's going to pay the most taxes of any single person in the history of this country this year. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on 2021. Uh, well, first of all, my winner is going to be Steve Dace. Just so you yeah, know we knew that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, my final thoughts: Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. We will see you for the last time tomorrow. Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.